0: So what makes you want to become an electrician? A lot of people become electricians because they may be following in their grandfather's or their father's footsteps and take over the business from there. Or a lot of people want to become electricians because they think they're going to earn good money for not actually doing much. But then there are some people that start the journey and think, yes, I'm going to become an electrician, a fully qualified electrician and run my own business, but then they quit because the going gets tough maybe that they didn't realize that you had to do all these qualifications you had to do quite a few exams and you had to jump through all these hoops to be part p registered with maybe napit or the nic and then you've got a challenge up against the upgrades the upgrades of maybe from when it was 16th to 17th to 18th and now there's going to be another one soon i think which will more likely be 18.2 where they bring out the afdds i think you need to be a certain type of person to become an electrician to hack it sort of thing to have a job as an electrician but then there's another type of person you need to be to run your own business in this podcast I'm going to go into detail on what type of person you need to be to be a successful electrician and then to be a successful electrician running your own business The Toolbox Talks for Electricians where we help electricians reduce stress gain back time and earn loads of money Welcome back once again. My name is Ben Poulter, your host of Toolbox Talks for Electricians. If you don't know my name just yet, well, there it is, Ben Poulter, and and I'm an electrician who's been in the trade or in the game, should I say, for over twenty years. And I do say game because that's what it maybe feels like sometimes. You're in the game of being an electrician. Well, for me, being an electrician was never considered when I was at school or when I was young. I wanted to be a mechanic. I was interested in cars, bikes, anything with an engine basically that interested me. I tried to go into the army, but the army wouldn't let me do mechanics because my GCSE grades weren't good enough. So I got an apprenticeship as a mechanic. Well, for the reasons of me being young, dumb, and stupid, I suppose, I only lasted a year at being apprentice mechanic. I first started out as an electrician's mate. And I eventually got offered an apprenticeship to become an electrician. And when I was younger, I don't think I was as ambitious as maybe I am today. I never had any ambition to sort of be an electrician or let alone run my own business. So when I did eventually think, right, yeah, I could run my own business. I'm going to start up on my own. I didn't think about it. I didn't make a plan. So I made all the mistakes possible. However, they did turn into good mistakes because what's the point in having an um, in? doing a mistake if you're not going to learn by it and I learned a lot from all the mistakes that I made back in the day and I do think that those mistakes is what led me on to have a successful electrical business but without a doubt if I didn't have to learn their mistakes things would have been so much easier but everything happens for a reason and I'm pretty glad I did become an electrician for many reasons which I'm going to detail right here now let's be honest Electricians are always gonna have work. Since I was an apprentice, since I've been qualified, since I've been doing my own business, I still get offered jobs for electrical companies all the time. They may ring you up saying, I've got a contract on, Ben. Are you interested in subbing to us? Or there's, there's, you're never far from a job as an electrician. You'll never be unemployable maybe, especially if you're running your own business. If you sometimes, I know a lot of some self-employed electricians that maybe run their own business and thought, yeah, I want a bit more of an easy life now. And they've easily found a job as an electrician within a company. And even more so with the massive boom of electric cars and solar power, and maybe wind turbines, there's always a job for electrician wherever you are. And number two, yeah, I'll admit it, electricians, they do earn good money. The JRB rates for electrician at the moment is around 20 pound an hour. Which, yeah, that'll be like if you're on-site or you're subbing or if you're employed. But if you're self-employed, I've earned up to two 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 and a half grand in one day. And them opportunities come along when you're self-employed. You're able, you're in the position to go for it. You're able to do that work. So being self-employed for me over the last 20 years has been a massive benefit. And then number three, industrial, commercial, or being what's classed as a house basher. That is obviously my preferred way of earning a living, being a domestic electrician. You can work in all different types of environments. And from being in a lovely old lady's house in the loft where you get tea and biscuits, fitting a light, or you could be 100 foot up in the air on a wind turbine, wiring up a new, well, wind turbine, to be honest. And, uh, well, I've never done it, so I'm not sure the terminology of what they call these wind turbine stuff. But it would be interesting do, to do. I think one day I might have just go on the course just to see what they're all about, because I'm quite interested in this renewable energy, even, even in solar panel installations, I maybe don't want to get involved in doing it, but as an electrician, you sort of geek out on the new technology and stuff like that, what's advancing all around the world. Because in my early years as an apprentice, I was travelling all around the world, getting paid to stay in hotels and work nights discharging batteries. I always remember it. If I say to the guys that I was working with, 2.2, 2.2. We got excited when we got a 2.3 because we were testing these um, these backup cells for UPSs and for telephone communication systems for a company called Emerson. It was a great job back in the day. And yeah, we travelled all over the world. And we had a good time. And number four, being an electrician, it is, it is physical work. And you may not think too much of it. Maybe if you're an electrician or you think of it, it's easy twisting a screwdriver and connecting a few cables, but it's physical work. You actually got to do something can maybe use your mind because if you think you've never worked in an office and you sit in front of a computer all day typing. It's not actually hands-on. So if you're a hands-on person who enjoys a challenge, then yeah, solving problems as an electrician, it is a trade for you. Because we've got builders who enjoy basically hard labour. They're lifting and shifting bricks all day. And they've, they've got to be quite tough, I think, the builders. And there's carpenters who thrive on perfection. Because if they get that cut just wrong, then that's, that architrave or that frame is going to look a right mess. And then there's plumbers, Oh, I assume just like to get wet. And then there's electricians, us, who fix everything. And then number five. I think being an electrician, it keeps your mind active. It keeps your brain ticking. It keeps you challenged every day because there's rarely a problem that's identical from the last. There's always something a little bit different that you've got to figure out. You've got to figure out why that's gone loose or maybe why that doesn't work. So electricians are constantly using their brains to figure out what's gone wrong. And I don't know if you've ever maybe worked on site with myself. If I'm trying to figure out a problem, I go quiet. I try to concentrate, right, it's my process of elimination. I've done this, I've got to find that fault. I'm like a dog with a bone sometimes. I think electricians will be the same. If if they want to find the fault, they've got a process that they're working to, and you need to shut off from the outside noise and just concentrate every step what you've done. Because then once you find it, you get a bit of satisfaction. And, well, to be honest with you, you think, thank God for that. I didn't think I was going to find it. You don't know where that fault is. But when you do find it, you think, yes, I'm the man. But then in number six, in 1882... Nope, not the year I was born, but yet a long time ago. That was the first time that IE regs was issued. Over in the UK, anyway. And that was obviously 140 years ago. And then later, down the line, we've had upgrades and upgrades and upgrades. And today, we've got the 18th edition. And saying the 18th from 140 years... I suppose that doesn't sound a lot, but with the wiring the wiring regulations that have changed so much that are constantly basically evolving with new technology, you've gotta keep doing these upgrades. With all the different technology that's evolving all around the world, there's new devices that keep customers and domestic in, in premises basically safe from catching fire. And as electricians, we have to learn something new every time. When I first started my apprenticeship, it was MCBs. And then it went on to RCBOs. Well, we did have RCDs, but then it's a lot more better. It's better now to install these RCBOs for every circuit. And then now we're moving on to AFDDs. It keeps you on your toes with these wiring regulations and upgrades all the time for it's forever changing. And let alone the technology of smart lighting that we've got to evolve and install in a lot of domestic premises well even in commercial premises as well we've got the led lighted the trailing edge the leading leading edge dimmers we've got to figure out how these work and basically upgrade ourselves all the time keep us challenges and that's what sort of person you've got to be interested in doing you've got to be interested in technology because if you're just that electrician that's going to be i can wire myself a socket but then, they, then the customer will come along and say, yeah, but I want a Wi-Fi socket with a USB. And you've got to work out, right, okay, how's this got to work? How's it got to work properly? And how's it got to be installed properly, basically? So, yeah, you've got to keep yourself on your toes about the wiring regulation. And number seven are things to consider if you're considering or wanting to become an electrician at an older age. Maybe when you've had enough of being on the tools and you don't want to be on your knees anymore. You don't want to climb around in people's lofts. You can easily get a job working in an office for an electrical company. Or if you've built up a network of customers, you can just be the orchestra who basically dictates to say the electrician goes here and you sort of organise the jobs for electrician. you are running your own business. It depends what you've done in your experience as being an electrician over the years. But there's quite a few options of where you can go. You don't necessarily have to retire and go work in a garden centre. There's always something else you can do. And then number eight would be being your own boss. I would say that about 80% of electricians that I know work for themselves running their own business. And there's a number of advantages of being your own boss as an electrician. I think being your own boss is something that we should want to achieve in our life anyway. I think it's something good to be your own boss because when you're your own boss, you can dictate when you work. How long you work for, how much you get paid. There's so many benefits to being your own boss. And yeah, it is hard work, but it pays off in the end. And the massive thing what I found over the time of being my own boss is the time I can have off when you want. You can go and do something for the day, maybe. Have a day off in the week where if you work for someone and possibly there's no work at that factory or that... I've worked for an electrician before when they said there's no work today. Ben, clear the yard. I don't want to be sweeping the yard all day. I did it, obviously. I was a young lad and I was an apprentice and you have to do these things. But being your own boss, you can just say, yeah, well, I just won't go in today. I'll just stay at home. I'll do something else. I'll take the dog for a walk or watch a film on Netflix. Number nine is the satisfaction you get when you've actually potentially basically saved someone's life. Because a lot of installations, what I've turned up to over my career as an electrician, you think, oh my God, what could have potentially happened there? Someone could have died. Like basically, if they got a massive shock and that wasn't earth properly or wasn't fused properly, then yeah, that person would have died. So when you walk up into a, an install somewhere and you fix that install to say, you can walk away, sleep at night thinking, yeah, that's going to be great. No one's going to get hurt in that, maybe that factory or that domestic premises or that building site. No one's going to die at that place anymore because you fixed it. That's a massive satisfaction that I get a lot of the time. And number 10, I think this is quite a good one, that life is full of problems. And you're always gonna get a problem here and there, and some people, they get angry or they get frustrated, but being an electrician, you're facing a new problem every day. And as I always say in life, every problem has a solution. And if you deal with problems every day and you're figuring out how to overcome that problem, it only makes your problem-solving skills 10 times better. So not just the electrical problems that you get good at solving problems with, it's other things in life. A lot of it is that I've learned a massive lesson is don't bother trying to fix your own van if you're not qualified. Get someone qualified to fix your van for you. The amount of times I've spent all night or all evening trying to fix a little problem on the van where I could have just took it to a garage and they plug it in their machine, said 30 quid, there we go, that's little. That, that's that little sensor you need to replace. If I'd just done that in the first place and not been so tight and stubborn, then it would have been easier. It would have saved a lot of hassle in my life. So that's one of the problem solvers I, I have learnt over my life as well. To maybe ask someone that knows their stuff, ask someone that knows in their profession, in their skill. And number 11 is another advantage of being an electrician, or not just an electrician, being inside the trade as a tradesperson. You get to meet a network of trades. With every job, it's not always just the electrics needs doing. It'll be maybe a plasterer that patches the worker, and then a painter that comes along and makes it look good. But the bonus with working with other trades is that you get to see their work. Like the, the amount of times maybe you've been on site and you've seen... Yeah, man, I wouldn't have that guy working in my house. He's rubbish, and he's a messy git, and he's done a bloody nightmare of a job. I wouldn't have him working anywhere on my jobs or in my house again. Well, obviously, you're not going to take his number. But a lot of the time, there's maybe a plumber, a carpenter, or a builder who's done a fantastically lovely and neat job. So you'll take their number, and you'll keep their number to say if anyone recommends maybe a builder, because you're going to need a decent builder one day, or a decent plumber, or a decent carpenter. So you keep their number. But remember, it works both ways. You give them their your number and they'll recommend you as well. You become friends and have a, a bigger network of basically tradespeople that recommend each other. And then there's number 12. And the thing is, with electricity, everybody needs it. If someone needs to cook their dinner, they need the oven to work. If someone wants to be in their house for the evening... They obviously want their house nice and warm. And yes, it may be a gas boiler, but it's the electric that controls the switching of the heating. So they need an electrician. And then there's plenty of other people with businesses which they can't function without electrics. Yep, it's great having the internet, but you need to plug that in somewhere to get electricity to make that internet work. So even if... God forbid there's a massive pandemic that pandemic that happens all over the world. Electricians will still be getting phone calls to get the work done. And obviously this was proved a couple of years ago when it actually did happen. We had a massive pandemic across the world. And some electricians, they say to me, they've never been so busy because everyone was at home doing their DIY. And while they're doing their DIY, they thought, hmm. I'm going to get this repaired, why is I'm at home? Because we were told to stay at home, we were stuck at home, they had nothing to do. But electricians were classed as, was it, the emergency sort of service in a way where we had to go and fix things. But a lot of people took advantage and said, can you fit this outside socket? But I'm not allowed in your house. But yeah, you can do it from outside. Yeah, but you need to get to your fuse board, mate, this is the thing. So it's a bit tough to explain to people sometimes. But yeah, we get calls all the time still, whatever happens. Because obviously it wasn't just the domestic households that got to, got told to stay at home. Obviously people with businesses that were running, they thought, well, if I'm closed, I might as well get that refurb done. They did a lot of refurbs or schools that were closed down. They thought, right, this is a great time to get some work done. We'll get people in there, tradesmen in there to do the work whilst we're forced to close. So there was no end of work about... When that lockdown happened in the UK a little while ago, well, not just in the UK, to be honest, it was all over the world. I'm not sure about electricians all over the world, but I'm assuming it was the same. All trades that were allowed to go out on work, they had plenty of work to do. Now, I suppose you can look at it as a, a good thing or a bad thing because you don't get time to rest. But there'll always be a need for electricians, and a lot of people will always call you up and always ask for the job to be done. And number 13, understanding how electricity works, I think, is a skill itself. And around the world, there's all different recognised qualifications to be an electrician and different regulations you have to follow. Obviously, over in the US, you've got different voltage to us. So we've got 240 over here and you've got 110 over there. But knowing and respecting that electrical items can kill and the shocks that you get from electrics, that's one of the things that I think electricians are trained in. Because I myself have had the opportunity to work all over the world with my UK qualification. But I think to be a permanent resident, maybe in Australia or over the US, you'll need to do an upgrade course or something just to make sure that you understand the electrical requirements within that country. But I think you may find it a lot easier than if you were starting fresh, because you've got knowledge of maybe your electrician, maybe in Australia, and you're coming to the UK. You've got the fundamentals of how electricity works, and yet I understand, like, it's not just a live, neutral, and earth. It's not like that. You might have three phase. You might have different voltages. There's a lot of different things to take into consideration. It's not, electricians not being as easy as maybe what some guys assume. It's the knowledge that you gain as an electrician. You know why it's important for that connection to be tight because you don't want things to arc. And you know why that cable should be connected and protected by the right size fuse. I think if you've got this knowledge as an electrician, then you're 90% of the way there. But also when I was working in Hong Kong... There was some wiring hanging over the streets in them back alleys that are just, you wouldn't believe sometimes some of the wiring that's over there. You would have thought that they haven't got any standards, which I'm not 100% whether they have, because some of the stuff that I've seen out there, yeah, you wouldn't have put your name to I don't think they've got Part P, I can guarantee that. So there are 13 points. Why well, it's probably a good idea to become an electrician? And if you enjoy some of them points made and you think, yeah, I enjoy challenge, I enjoy problem solving, then I think that you'll enjoy being an electrician too. But being a good spark who is employed is one thing. I think one of the massive things that have helped my business grow over the years is social skills. I think I can literally, I can, I can, I can talk to anybody and everybody. And I really do get the impression that customers, they, they like that too. I can explain what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. I may be going to too much detail sometimes, but I think the customer appreciates that, I don't try and bamboozle people. I just try and make them understand why I'm going to do this chase, how I'm going to wire a 2.5 cable t- to carry on the ring circuit of why it was installed originally, or if I'm going to put a new socket in, why I'm going to do it on a 16 amp fuse, or my I might need to upgrade the fuse board because there's no many ways. I just give them as much information as possible as I think they'd need to know because they want to know what's going on. It's their house. It's their pride and joy. They've more likely paid a lot of money for it. And a lot of the time, I'm the highest quote, they come back to me and say, Ben, you are sort of three, £400 out of the five quotes we got. But I still get the call and they say, can you still do the work? Can you beat the price? And I say, well, no, like, why don't you go with the other electrician that gave you £200 cheaper? Oh, because you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. Well... I do know what I'm talking about, but I'm assuming that the other electricians, if they're qualified, then they also know what they're talking about. But because I'm a chatterbox and I talk to the customers and I explain to them, I maybe made them feel comfortable, I think, to understand that, yeah, it's fine. He knows what he's doing. I'm going to be safe after this guy's doing the job. So that is a lot of the time, I think, why customers want me to do the job for them. And this is the whole reason that I created the email nails for the customers to keep in contact to let them know that I'm still in business because I have had phone calls before where people say are you still an electrician I think once you're an electrician it's tough to sort of let it go you can't forget how to do it you might have to do the upgrades but once you're an electrician you're always going to be an electrician this is the thing and then number two is to let them know that there's new technology on the market. A lot of people don't know that they can have maybe the smart heating controls or the USB sockets or PIR lighting all around the back. So it it basically lights up their walkway when they put their bins out. Anything like that. Or loft lighting, the amount of loft lighting people like because they maybe want some more storage space. And they don't use their loft, they didn't go up there because they're spiders. But what if you had a lovely light in that loft where you could see exactly what you're doing? And then put your boxes of stuff that you won't touch for the next ten years exactly the same as I do, all nice and tidy in your loft. But then, if you need to find a thing, you've got a nice light up there. This is what I think the customers enjoy. And then also number three, the of the e- the point of the email nails is I let them th- I can install it at a cost to keep my business running, and I think it's fantastic. And I've been using this over, well. I think it's I maybe I designed or thought about it maybe 10, 12 years ago. And I've been using it ever since, keeping in contact with customers. And I have had some feedback from a lot of customers that do say, yeah, they appreciate it. They're interested in reading what new technology is about. They've they've read the emails and not necessarily called me up all the time to have to have any of the work done. But they also listen to the podcast. And they say, well, it's interesting. I said, but you're not electrician. How come you listen to it? And they say, but it's interesting to find out what's going on in the world with electricians and the technology and how electricians work. Maybe how electricians think. I'm not even sure. I'd love to find out. Next time I come around your house, if you're one of my customers listening, explain to me why you listen. What's so interested about finding out about electricians? So if you're in business for yourself... And you're not sending these emails out, like basically newsletters in a way, to your customers to keep you, you basically your company, at the forefront of their mind. Not only for when they want an electrician, but maybe they're working in an office and they're on their lunch break and talking around and someone goes, Oh, I'm having a kitchen fitted. I need an electrician. Well, then they remember, hang about, I got an email from Ben. Like He's a good electrician. I'll recommend that guy for this uh, kitchen to be refitted. And it'll get your name out there so much more. And what does it cost to send an email? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. You can just send them the email and it will just keep them interested in your company. I think a lot of customers like to know that you're doing well as well or what you're doing, that you're still running your business. It's interesting to say, over the years of all the customers, I did something a little while ago. I checked all the customers that I'd worked for over, I think it was like a 10-year span. There's not many there's not many customers that I work for, not many new customers anyway. There's the same customers that keep popping up. And I've done work for them over the years, constantly. And they've kept my business running. So I do recommend checking out these email nows and maybe sending a few emails to your customers, letting them know about technology, just letting you know that you're still about. But the only thing I want from yourself is to let me know how you get on. Start sending these emails out, maybe once a month, and then let me know what if you get any jobs out of it, if you get any feedback from your customers, because I've had some great feedback for some electricians already that say, yes, I've booked six jobs in after sending out these emails and keeping up at the forefront of people's minds. So it's working for not just me, it's working for a lot of others as well. So... For now, have a fantastic week and I'll be back here 6am bright and early next Monday. So until then, I'll see you again. And PS, I nearly forgot to mention, if you want to check out the email nows, check the link in the description and there'll be a link straight to the 10 email nows that you can check out if you'd like to start using them to send to your customers to build your business. To help your business, reduce stress, gain back time and earn loads of money. See you again.